0: Where Nobody Knows Your Name is recorded in front of nobody. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a cheers podcast. I'm John.
1: And I'm James.
0: And today we're going to talk about season three, episode 13. What is this, James? It's a, it's a question. Who done it? Who done it? Who done it? That's a, it's an enticing question. So we're going <laughs> to. We're going to go back into uh, the world of 1985.
1: The first episode of 1985 yeah. aired on the 3rd of January 1985.
0: So this is kind of like that New Year hangover episode, you know? Yeah. You've got through the first. You probably worked oh. on the second. That's the third, and you're, you're kind of settling into the new year. And you're going... <sighs> yeah. You're going, <sighs> at least cheers is on tonight. Yeah. So writing the, this episode of the the Boston Bard sitcom is Tom Reader and directed, as always, by James Burroughs. Has Tom Reader written for the series before?
1: He has written before on the episodes The Tortelli Tort and Personal Business. So he's done a couple. I think this is an interesting episode.
0: It's interesting that he wrote The Tortelli Tort before, because this is a Carla-centred episode. Surprisingly not written by Heidi Pullman. No. The other Carla episodes. <laughs> Let's start with a cold opener, I guess. And uh, we start with a bit of a, a parlour game from Coach, who can guess anybody's age with just three questions.
1: One of them is, first of all, which year were you born? Which
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then the, the second question? How much do you weigh? And then the third question? It's what do you do for a job? Yeah. I think. Uh,
0: yeah. And uh, Coach gets a little bit confused, and he says he's forgot to carry a wand. Yeah, and uh, I don't really understand where the ones come from.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Nineteen, something. He
0: uses this parlour game on a couple who are waiting for their table to open up at Malville's upstairs, and uh, after Coach collects all the sort of information from them, he goes, "So I'll have that ready for you when you uh, finish your dinner," (laughs) because he needs
1: that much time to calculate. The joke being, of course, he only needed the first question. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that character Mm -hmm. in that court open Stan was played by Ernie Sabella who was actually born in 1949, the year stated by the character. I wonder why they can just call him Ernie, then? And has uh, Ernie Sabella been in anything else that we know? Uh, St. Elsewhere. Classic. New Heart. Mm-hmm. Different Strokes. Yeah. Perfect Strangers. Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Blues every time. <laughs> Married with Children. Saved by the Bell. And many others. However, since 1994, his role's has predominantly been Pumbaa, reprising his role from the motion picture of *The Lion King*.
0: Was he Pumbaa in *The Lion*? He was. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he didn't do any more in this episode other than say, like, answer three questions.
1: That's that was the uh, that was the interview. This was Pumbaa.
0: Well, we kicked this episode off with a nice fact, there, James. Um, Boom. <laughs>
1: Get ready for some fact bombs.
0: So let's hope the rest of the episode can live up to live up to that fact as we uh, jump into the main plot. And we find Fraser and Diane bringing their good friend Dr. Bennett Ludlow into the bar to uh,
1: have a drink. This. Character was played by James Cameron. He also appeared in Starsky Hutch, The Waltons, The Bionic Woman, Hawaii Five-O, The Jeffersons, Dallas, Family Ties, Sam's Son, Moonlighting, Magnum P.I., The Larry Sanders Show, and many others. He is still working now. Is he? He is. Yes. Well, as of as of recording.
0: With with all that history of many roles, there it's uh, important to highlight that he is Fraser's mentor. Because... Exactly and it's someone who Frasier looks up to with a lot of high regards. That kind of establishes their friendship. Fraser sees it quite hard to look past this kind of mentor role.
1: I'm sorry, it's just that I turn to jelly when I'm in the presence of my mentor, Dr. Bennett Ludlow.
2: Frasier, this attitude of yours was perfectly all right when you were in my graduate program, but we are
1: peers now. Did you hear that, Diane? Peers. Ludlow, get us some brandies. No, 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll get them.
0: They're hitting the town with their Frasier and Diane and Dr Bennett's kind of he's fine with it but he's
1: got eyes on another. We skipped over a little bit mm. where they're a bit embarrassed by Ben because they hold him in such high regard. Oh yeah, of course. The, like the, And this is how this is how he meets the other because he comes in and he's got a bit of bit of a snack on his tie which he left. Yeah, he's got he's got some crumbs bit of sauce. Bit of, bit of sauce. Upon learning that it was Beef Wellington Norm goes
0: show me that tie (laughs) it becomes quite a big sort of topic amongst the sort of cheers regulars of how to dispose how to like yeah how to get rid of this tie
1: just don't say there's a spot on your tie to a man the stature of dr bennett ludlow
0: (gasps) cliff and norm have quite an obvious chat
1: where they sort of follow
0: him around the bar to the phone (laughs) just like having a casual conversation about um ties
2: Hey, uh, say, Nam, uh, yeah, Anne, you uh, seem to have a spot there on your tie. Right. <laughs> so I do, so I do. Thank you, Cliffy, for pointing that out. You know, if, if more people were as conscientious as you are, I think we could wipe out social embarrassment in our tie. Well, <laughs> uh, don't thank me now. I'm a periodic uh, tie checks
0: to the duty of every American citizen. What everyone has missed is uh whilst they're all discussing possible ways to tell him, Carla quite casually walks over to him and calls them out for it.
2: Hey, Pigpen. What's that thing? What, are you trying to catch, pigeons? Ew. Thank you very much. I don't mention it. I like a man who wears his dinner with pride.
0: I'm not sure if this is because of the, the period and when it's written, but for, for me personally, if someone had a stain on their tie, maybe this is a class thing as well. If someone had a stain on their tie, I don't think I'd call them out or really bother just leave them. <laughs> yeah, I'd kind of be like, Yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? Just be like, oh, those are stones It,
0: it was made as quite a big deal yeah. of how to approach it, and I, I don't know. Personally, I'm just like, just get rid of the time. Well, or for just me, go, oh. for me, I'm kind of like, it'll probably come off eventually. If not, they'll they wash it off, and it's you yeah. know, it's not a big wash Yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, but, but for like everyone, to f- everyone to feel so so like, oh, how are we going to solve this big problem? It's a very different time, than <laughs> 1985. <laughs> It just seemed like a really big issue that I I don't quite understand. (laughs) He's very grateful to Carla for taking away the crumb that's on his tie, and he becomes a little bit infatuated with
1: that. Yeah.
0: And he follows her around the bar
1: says so some smooth lines like would you tell me your name or should i just check in the yellow pages under hot babe which from the setup seems a bit out of character of, uh, Doctor it is out of character but i think he was trying chat up lines which he heard were chat up lines and just going i've heard this one let's see if it works
0: all of his kind of awkward smooth talking eventually works and uh, he does look up carla's phone number in the yellow pages
1: and they start dating and more surprises follow.
0: Whilst this is all happening, Fraser and Diane become a bit sort of suspect about what's going on with Dr Ludgo and why he won't spend time with them anymore. He keeps cancelling plans. What's that? What's up with that? It's probably because of that embarrassment about the, the tie.
1: you know? We, I told you, Diane. You <laughs> <laughs> made a fool of us. But
0: they, uh, they're, they're confused why he doesn't want to spend time with them. And um, But what does happen is that uh, Carla's getting flowers from an anonymous admirer, but it, it is revealed that Carl is dating Dr. Ludgo. I think I think questions into society and things like that come out of that, because you kind of think, why are Diana Frazier
1: so opposed to it? Well, it's even been, she says, our backgrounds are a little different, which is a slight problem. I mean, if word starts getting around, you're seeing a guy who tucks his t-shirt into his undershorts, then your reputation is shot to hell. So I like the subversion. Of yeah. that. We've
0: uh, we've seen Carla date quite a few people throughout the series so far. Yeah. Marshall Lipton was one of them, who was a physicist. MIT physicist. We also saw the episode where she was dating a man with a heart tremor kind of problem.
1: It's a shame that she, <laughs> she does, that she hasn't had longer relationships with them. They've always had uh, heart problems, or
0: or have been tricked into um, marrying. Yes, but um, it does seem very much like uh, Dr. Go is perhaps next in a long list. She seems happy, so yeah. does he. He seems to uh, rejoice in someone who's been quite direct with him and not non-confrontational, mm. like Fraser and Diane have been in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, uh, And that directness he fires back when he asks Carla to marry him. They celebrate his uh, proposal. Norm goes, uh, this calls for a drink, and he goes, it's on me. And Norm goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, okay, if you insist, kind of thing. <laughs> I was going to get them, but you, you buy them. <laughs> but then Dr. Ludgo realises that Carla never said yes. Oh. She does, however, sulk away into the side room where Diane goes to meet her.
2: Carla? couldn't help noticing you're not exactly leaping for joy. Bennett Ludlow. It's a wonderful catch. Yeah, well. There's some things he doesn't know about me. Well, a little mystery is good for a marriage. What haven't you told him? Well, I haven't been completely honest about my kids. What haven't you told him about your kids? That they live. <laughs> he doesn't know you have children. Shh, shh, shh. Carla, I think you'd better tell him. He's going to wonder who those little people are running around your place. I was hoping he'd be too polite to ask. <laughs> I didn't want to scare him off. Well, I think it's only fair that you tell him immediately. You have five children. Six. Okay, six. But don't wait. If you, I thought it was five. It was. I just came from the doctors.
0: And then it's kind of like an East End,
1: this kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: sort of like, yeah. Well, it isn't a cliffhanger because it carries on, but it
1: could have been. <laughs> what I felt with this episode is it could have easily been a two-parter. Mm. Who done it?
0: Do you know what? I don't understand uh, where the title comes into it. Who
1: done what? Is what I'm asking.
0: I suppose the one mystery was who's going out with Dr. Ludger, but that was very obvious. We knew that. So there wasn't much mystery, so I don't. I, <laughs> do you know, I saw the title of this episode that was coming up and I was like, oh, a murder mystery at Cheers. <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> It wasn't that episode. <laughs> the barrels had been emptied. Someone stole all the beer. Or, like, someone stole the moose head.
1: That would be good. I don't know
0: <laughs> And it was going to be like, someone stole Sam's little book or something. Ah, and it could have been child number one of colors Anthony. Could have been Anthony. But twist at the end. Who'd done it? That's what I thought was going to kind of happen. So it was going to be a mystery.
1: And I thought... <laughs> Al, or...
0: Cliff on the case. <laughs> but no, we got we got this. Which,
1: um, yeah... I think it could have easily been two-part it could have finished with the proposal and the reveal Mm. and then ooh how would it end but instead we got what ten five ten more minutes if that the intended uh, meaning behind Carla saying
0: six kids is she's actually pregnant again been at the hospital this morning and she's expecting a baby and she now needs to tell him not only about the child that she's expecting with him but the five other children she already has and she kind of says no to his proposal in the end
2: I'm in love with someone else. Who is it, Carla? I don't know his name. I never even met him yet. But I've had this really clear picture of him in my mind for what seems like forever. He is going to walk into this bar one night. Well, not walk, really. More like swagger. You know, confident but not cocky. He's okay looking, but he's no pretty boy. He's a swell dresser. He's got on this burgundy leather jacket. He's got cherry lifesavers in one pocket and a pack of camels in the other. He's trying to quit them both, but he can't. His nose, he's broken in all the right places. And he's got this scar on his chin that he won't talk about. He cracks his knuckles all the time, drives me up a wall. But what are you going to do? <laughs> Doesn't talk much. Doesn't have to. He falls for me. Hard. I heard him a few times. He gets over it. We get married. So, uh, you see, it'd be a little messy if I was already married when you got here. You know, Carla, I sort of have a dream girl myself. Oh, oh, but tell me about her. Well, she's a spunky, hearty, curly-haired little spitfire who doesn't know what's really good for
0: And it's a real shame, and uh yeah. And that's kind of where the episode lets off. He kind of says, you know, well, you were my type. Which is quite sad. Yeah. And he says, I'll support the baby.
1: And she says, you better.
0: <laughs> and that, that's the end of the episode. Who done it, James? Answer that. Who done it? Who done it? I, I don't.
1: I still don't know what the it is referring to. Who done to. it? <laughs> we only have one question. Who done it? It feels like there's not really much more to do with his character. But I would have liked having him around for another episode. I don't know. It, it feels quite a, a strange
0: thing to do. I guess... Um, if we look at actual the production schedules behind the filming, of course, Rhea Palman was pregnant again, yeah. so they needed to sort of write that into the script in some way. Yeah, I say they needed to. Shelley Long is also pregnant in this
1: episode. They just hid her behind things. Hid her behind things and gave her an apron. Yeah, that's the thing. It felt, as you pointed out yourself, it felt very abrupt going from mm. being engaged to uh, cancelling it. Mm. I would have liked to see it suspended for at least another episode of. I mean, this might sound cruel to Carla, but Carla being unhappy but not sure why, mm. and revealing throughout the episode that although she likes Doctor Ludlow and maybe even loves him, mm. she doesn't picture herself being with someone like him. If mm. that makes sense.
0: But yeah, so that was the end of the episode, and it feels very much like she's rejected him.
1: You have pointed out it was because of Leo Perman's actual. Pregnancy, uh, And I feel that's why it was like that. It seemed seemed a necessity more mm. than plot-driven mm. or character-driven, if that makes sense. After he leaves, Carla tells the rest of Cheers what happened and she just wants to be left alone. She starts to walk back to the pool mm. bar and they all you know, go back quietly to drinking or working behind the bar. And then she asks them if they are made of stone and then they all come up and hug her. Mm -hmm. which ends the episode, which is quite tragic. It's trivia time, James.
0: Yeah. And you know what trivia means? Trivia means questions. Yes. So let's kick it (laughs) off with this one. In this episode, Cliff talks about the origin of the necktie and its original purpose. What does Cliff claim the original purpose of the necktie was?
1: Some sort of bib.
0: Yeah, he said it was was like a, a bib, and it was never really for fashion. Not true, James. It's always been for fashion. It's always been for fashion. There's no historical records that suggest otherwise.
1: So you're telling me Cliff is lying?
0: Yeah, Cliff, Cliff is a, a liar. But according to historians, the necktie never served practical purposes.
1: Well, we should tell that to all the businessmen. Tell them they look like fools.
0: Oh, you do that, James. <laughs> one by one, I want you to tell them all. <laughs> You've got your mission. Go.
1: Another one about ties. Mm. What is Norm's solution to the spot on Dr. Ludlow's tie?
0: Uh, that he'll go and eat it.
1: Yes. He says, nibble it off real quick <laughs> so he doesn't notice. If. Which sounds like something right.
0: <laughs> this is uh, another another really quick question, James. How many kids does Carla have?
1: Five and counting. Ah.
0: I was just gonna like if you said five, I was gonna say six, if you said six, I was gonna say five. You screwed me over with your answer.
1: <laughs> How does Kara describe those kids? Ah
0: uh, I don't I don't know, but now I'm gonna like I'm gonna say as angels.
1: No. Oh. It's the opposite. So uh, you ever seen the Brady Bunch? Oh. <laughs> Picture that with knives.
0: Dr Ludlow describes his dream girl to Carla when she breaks off with him what are some words that he uses to describe his dream girl spunky yep. curly haired yep. fiery is that one he d- it's a little curly haired little spitfire uh-huh. he says hearty and he says who doesn't know what's really good for her
1: <sighs> yeah he's talking about Carla right yeah he's talking about Carla <laughs> <yeah. laughs> it a bit of levity. This might be our house special. Okay. What does Norm say is the hungry heifer special chicken dinner?
0: Oh. I don't know, but if it's anything like the surf and turf, it's going to be a subversion of what it should be. So chicken might be like...
1: Uh, a bowl of pellets and a handful of grain. <laughs> How special chicken dinner. Sorry, I assume uh, it's dinner for chicken. Pellets and some grains? Hmm. Delicious. Bowl of pellets, handful of grain. Ooh, what lovely, how special. Nom, nom, nom.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'll be toasting that at the end. <laughs> That's the last call at the bar, James. Have you enjoyed today's today's serving of an episode?
1: I have. I I just expected it to be more drawn out the story.
0: It was uh, It was fine, you know. It wasn't my favourite episode
1: it's also not a bad one it's just very compact
0: you know a lot of the episode titles they they do a lot of they do half the selling of the episodes you know yeah. and who done it set up a lot more than, than it got yeah. and I was looking forward to it I thought it was going to be a Cluedo-esque mystery
1: but is there a choose Cluedo because you've got different rooms uh, well you've got three rooms you've got bathroom <laughs> Sam's office other bathroom back room back room wine setter Main area, Melville's stairwell. I don't believe there is a Cheers Cluedo from my research. Well,
0: that is disappointing. I'm going to pitch it. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a Cluedo-esque kind of mystery, which would have been fantastic. Who done it? Like, Why don't they do that at some point? That'd be such a good episode.
1: But sorry, Tom. That was that
0: was <laughs> the episode I wanted. This one was fine. It's a shame Doctor Ludgo, by the sounds of it, won't be sticking around. He said his name wrong. I think I've said his name wrong a few times through just, this podcast We know who he is I'm just apologising to the listener James <laughs> <laughs> But Dr Ludlow uh, It's a shame he's not sticking around Because yeah. he seemed like a fun character We'll raise our glasses Or our bowls of pellets and corn
1: One to Mr Pig Who actually appears in this episode Mr Pig They call him Mr Pig
0: Who's Mr Pig?
1: Ernie Sabella Ah. We've talked about it before mm. They call him Mr Tibbs, Lion King now I've got the actual guy.
0: Oh it's, I was trying to make the connections there. So we'll raise our pellets to him. We'll close it by asking the question Who done it? Thank you for listening to When Over you Know Your Name This has been a uh, Cheers podcast. Who done it, James? Who done it?